0: It's a Tuesday evening, it is 7.04pm and for the next give or take 56 minutes, we're going to be talking technology and everything else in between. I hope you're ready. This is City Trends. Well, good evening to you. My name is Philippa Sean, and welcome to City Trends. City Trends is sponsored by First National Bank. How can we help you and ZPay? Freedom to Choose Express and Transact. Simply dial star 270 hash right now and enjoy that freedom. ZPay, your trusted remittance to mobile money wallet partner, is now a licensed mobile money company. You can now have the freedom to receive your money transfer from abroad directly into your ZPay mobile money wallet. It also gives you the freedom to cash out from all agents, cash in at agents online with Visa card. Or from any third-party mobile money wallet, you can also transfer to all wallets as well. Buy airtime for all networks in Ghana and other parts of the world. Pay bills and transfer into any bank account without um having to link them. That is the freedom that ZPay is bringing you. Simply dial star two seven zero hash, irrespective of your network, and sign up for ZPay. Well, with ZPay mobile money, there is freedom. And no Wahala. Your money is safe and secure. That is the freedom they are talking about. Call them on 0302 905 700 or WhatsApp them on 050 156 7073. For more information, you can visit myzpay.com. And remember, of course, this show is proudly also supported by First National Bank. How can we help you making life so much easier either with your online banking enterprise or with the mobile app? Whichever one it is, just know that. First National Bank is the bank that is here to help you. On the show today, we have quite a number of interesting conversations. For example, how do we efficiently ensure that we get internet right from, you know, the service provider all the way down to the end of the mile we always talk about the last mile well what happens when we get to the end of that mile how do we get internet to people in our villages people who don't have ready access to electricity whatever it is how do we get access to um, internet access to them for them to better their lives we'll also be having some pretty interesting conversations with some folks who are going to be joining us as we try to understand some of the changes that are happening around us that some of us have sort of shifted to the back burner just a bit as to why well we're going to be finding out in just a bit it's going to be a great show we have the app segment and of course the training segment and then we have your tech as well sneaking its way into it of course you know the apple event ended a couple of minutes ago lots of talking points especially the m1 chip well do with it and deal with it actually please it's going to be an interesting show stick and stay you can join us on our whatsapp number zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six the number once again is zero five four nine eight six nine nine six you can join us for this riveting conversation it's going to be great stuff i'm going to be joined by two gentlemen who are connecting with us all the way from kenya and rwanda so it's a very international show today we'll be coming to them in just a bit don't go anywhere this is city trends On a daily basis, we have these conversations about which Internet is faster, whether it's 3G or 2G or 4G or now 5G. And um, we talk about how some of, sometimes it's not as fast as we would want it to be. We often complain about, you know, how when we are moving out of Accra, for example, the Internet gets slower and slower. Sometimes you get to a place somewhere in Avrungo or whichever one it is, and you don't get the best kind of Internet access. Uh, How are we going to ever bridge that gap if we're ever going to bridge it? Well, I decided to hook up with um, two friends of mine um, who have been doing some pretty good work outside Africa, outside Ghana, actually. And um, just to find out, giving it sort of like a continental feel in terms of the conversation. Sometimes, you know, we, we feel that all the problems about internet are just, you know, concentrated in Ghana. Well, there are other, you know, people across the continent who are, Facing similar issues. And so um, I hooked up with two uh, friends of mine who will be joining me with this particular conversation to find out what exactly is happening in other parts of the continent, you know, where similarities lie with regards access to Internet and also what lessons we can learn from each other. They also have some pretty interesting innovations in mind, and they'll be sharing all of that with us on the show today. And so, quick one. Um, Firstly, I would like to introduce um, Andy, Andy Halsall, who is the CEO of um, POA Internet, or POA Internet, an ISP bridging the digital divide by providing affordable internet to rural and low income communities in Kenya. Andy, if you can hear me, good evening, and thank you so much for joining us on the show.
1: Hi, Philip. Good evening. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant to have you. Then we have Henry. Henry is all the way in Rwanda. Um he has been involved in quite a lot, and um he he's a very special kind of guy. Why? Because for over 10 years, Henry has been a well-respected voice on entrepreneurship in Africa, renewable energy, innovation, technology, impact, and so much more. And um, he is an all-round nice guy. Henry, thank you so much for joining me on the show.
2: Oh, thanks, really, for having me, man.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. So let's let's start off the conversation. Um henry let let let's kick start things with you do you often find it exasperating when you move outside of Rwanda and you hear other African countries complain about internet access
2: yeah I mean uh you know it, it, it's it, it's one of those uh i would say continental problem you know if you go outside the network might be not as strong and and it becomes a big problem but you know it, as I said, things have improved though since I've been back.
0: I see. And when when you say improved, like how how, how much better is it compared to probably
2: five years ago? Well, I, I can only speak for Rwanda. Yes, please. Absolutely. Uh, so, for example, now, now for example, in Rwanda, we have 4G pretty much uh, over 90% of the, of the territory. I mean, Rwanda is a small country. But um, the, the, the network, the, the government has spent a lot of money on building uh, the infrastructure. So the infrastructure here is pretty solid. Uh, the only challenge that still needs to be solved is, is cost, mm. uh, which is still being worked on, but cost is still expensive. So the infrastructure is there, but the cost still need to be worked on.
0: When, when you do a comparison with some of the other African countries that you tend to travel to and do business with, how, how does Rwanda compare?
2: I mean, of course, Rwanda. Uh, I would say um, the government has been is doing a much better job. I have to say than than a lot of countries I've been traveling. Mm. But it, it it depends how you look at it, mm. right? If you look at the infrastructure on the micro level, then yeah, there, there's a lot of work uh, that the government has done compared to a lot of other countries. Mm. But if you look on a micro level, there's still a lot of work to be done.
0: Mm andy let me let me come to you then how you 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 basically are building or have built an isp basically and you are the you are think of things as well how how what is your view on how much access you know the ordinary citizen or the average citizen has to internet especially in um in the country where you find yourself today in kenya well i
1: i can talk about kenya but but also my experience in in a few other African countries. Absolutely. I mean, it's the, the the level of access people have is 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 very poor. Uh, you know, a lot of you know, I think across the entire continent, it's something like only twenty percent of people actually use the internet on a regular basis. Um, I don't know the specific statistic for Ghana, but Kenya's a little higher than that. But it's it's still a long way from from where it should be. But, but it's worse than that. It's not just that people, you know, can't get online. Um, being able to afford to use the Internet in a, a meaningful way is, is very difficult. Uh, you know, people are paying mobile bundles. They're buying a, a small number of gigabytes or megabytes. Um, you know, and people want to watch videos. They want to stream YouTube. They want to you know fully engage with the richness of the Internet. And uh, being able to afford to do that is, is prohibitive, whether you're in Kenya or um Certainly, I was just looking at some of the pricing in Ghana. I would say the the pricing in Ghana is very similar to Kenya. Um, It's it's too expensive for people to use in a in a mass way.
0: And and for you, what I mean, because we've seen some examples of you know Facebook and the like trying to um, provide free internet. On some scale, we've had um, examples in in India, for example, where they've been, you know, pushed back, especially with you know the free access and what's who determines what is free and which platforms that people actually want to have free and things like that. What have you made of all some of these in- interventions that we've seen in the past?
1: Well, it's great to say free internet access, but if if internet access means a certain limited set of sites, you know, censored by um, a large International internet company, that's not really internet access. You know, we're kind of of the the mindset that says, you know, people should have affordable internet and they should be able to get to anything they want to. Uh, You know, we shouldn't be controlling what what people access. That's effectively a form of effectively a form of censorship. I don't think Facebook went about it thinking they would censor people, but the the way their technology worked may you know sort of limited what people could use online and. Uh, You know, they got into a lot of trouble around that. So, you know, our our view is you've got to create an open Internet. It's got to be uh, non-constrained. People should be able to access whichever websites.
0: We seem to be having a bit of an audio challenge uh, connected with Henry. But then even as we wait to connect with Henry, I'll just um, Andy. Sorry. So, Henry, if you can hear me. Yes. Yes. Brilliant. So, I mean, talking about what Andy was, um, you know, speaking about a couple of minutes ago about some of the the limitations and the constraints, for example, one of the biggest constraints happens to be the cost. Is that the same situation where you find yourself? And um, what has it been like trying to get, you know, the average person to be able to afford, you know, Internet that doesn't have strings attached to it almost?
2: Well, the, the, the challenge, and I do want to talk a little bit about this also, Philip, is that the, the challenge is not just the Internet. The Internet is just, at least for me, the, the, the vehicle to bring information, information you know, to, to an end user on the phone. But there's more challenges. Digital literacy is a big problem in low-income communities. that You also have the majority of the smartphones that those communities use are low-end smartphones. So they cannot do the high processing of apps, gamings, and all those things that uh, me, my phone or yours can do. Uh, and then also, as and then you have the energy problem, right? You cannot talk about connectivity without energy. So all those problems need to be solved. It's not just access to the internet. Uh, you know the the the. the you have to solve all those aspects. I mean, as Andy said, the majority, 70% of the population across Africa are still not connected or never been connected. So um, when they when they first user, you need to educate them. You need to develop products that cater in a digital literacy way that where they can, you know, better understand what function uh, the, the app does or what function this uh, solution uh, the, so all those aspects are the problem not just internet cost
0: and and then it widens the the problem almost because you you then are almost faced with an issue that you just probably can't tackle on your own it, it's a multifaceted problem, almost instantly, because then, you, like you said, you're thinking about energy, you're thinking about even the educational levels, you're thinking about its application in the life of the ordinary person. It becomes a very, very complicated matter almost, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it does. It does. And then you, you add languages now, because now most of the apps or solution you have, uh, we, we don't develop in local languages, mm. you know, and then it has to be services or solution that brings value hmm. you know the, the need of a of someone in rural area or we operate in refugee camps is, is not the same need as in urban setting so we cannot bring a general uh, solution to a specific problem and that's why there's no such thing there's not going to be one solution to solve this problem it has to be a combination of different type of solution working together to solve that problem now that's the only way it's gonna
0: i'll be i'll be coming to you to expatiate on 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 the on those sort of other ways by which we can tackle the problem but andy can you hear me now
1: I can i apologize i got cut off
0: yeah we we lost you so you you were talking for example about what free internet actually is and who determines what free internet is and you know how Facebook got into itself into a bit of a conundrum trying to provide a service but then forgetting that the people who are accessing the service probably want it in a different format than what they are willing to offer so if you can conclude on that briefly for us
1: yeah we, we, we very much believe that the internet should be a kind of an open platform people should be able to connect to whichever service uh, they want you know whether that's a facebook managed service or, or something else uh you know facebook isn't the internet in itself i mean i think facebook um, had very good intent with their service but they they did fall foul of effectively sort of limiting what people could could access mm. um, and so you know it's it i don't think the issue is necessarily about getting free internet it's very difficult to deliver free internet in any meaningful way long term because there's just a, a large cost for building the infrastructure building the network mm. uh, what we've got to get to is is very affordable internet Mm. Uh, so people can consume whichever websites they want in whichever way they want. Can don't have to worry about, are they running out of of megabytes on their bundle or gigabytes on their bundle? Uh, You know, they should be sort of unconstrained. Uh, And people will be willing to pay for that as long as it's a very reasonable price. Mm.
0: How far away are we from being able to achieve that?
1: I think we're making great strides. We've got to be creative about how we solve uh, the problem. Uh, you know, the, the, the traditional ways of delivering internet on the continent is, is through 3G and 4G. Um, and the cost of that infrastructure is, is very high. Uh, but it's, the, it's really the only thing that's been available historically. Uh, and because the infrastructure cost is very high uh, versus the amount of data it can serve, the, the cost for, to the end customers is, is very high. Um, what uh, people like Henry and myself are, are trying to do is find alternative ways to serve that internet access Uh, which take that cost out of the equation and which allow us to offer services far more far more affordably um so it's coming and you know businesses like ours and businesses like henry's and there's several others dotted around the continent um you know are starting to use a different technologies different techniques um things that aren't the traditional cellular operators um and that's drastically reducing cost
0: i see harry Let's get into those yes. solutions that you were referring to, those multifaceted solutions that, are, um, that you, you were referring to a couple of minutes ago.
2: Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of solutions uh, and I'll invite any, anyone to see the finalists uh, of Africa 50, the seven finalists, and, and not just the seven. I mean, I, I'm sure there's much, uh, much more companies uh, that apply, but there's a lot, there's mesh network uh, uh, technology uh, in, in our case, for example, there is uh, we 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 building our own edge network. So uh, our concept is we we store uh, digital application locally and distribute it via Wi-Fi. Uh, I believe Wi-Fi is is, uh, is a spectrum that is going to be needed. I mean, if you look at Europe, for example, they have millions of Wi-Fi hotspots across the con- I mean, their continent in Africa it's still something new that we don't have those things. So it's going to be a combination of different types of technology. You have microwave technology uh, uh, that telecos use also. So all this technology will be needed, you know, there'll be usage needed at some point. Uh, The question now is, uh, you know, how can we put all those companies together to partner, you know, to to share uh, this this, um, value chain, if you want to call it, to minimize the cost of implementation? That's the problem. Mm. Everybody's trying to solve this problem individually, and that's not going to happen. Mm. We need to come together, and we need to, you know, to, to 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 solve this problem as a unit. And that's 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 what I believe is the is the key.
0: How how why has it proven to be so difficult in the past for these collaborations to happen, Henry?
2: Uh, i mean and now you're asking my my personal opinion i don't want to sound like this but that's my <laughs> yep. personal opinion yes i respect I, that I, one I, I mean you know i i don't i don't want to create but i think it's um i think it's a mindset you know we we, do, we yet don't have this mindset of of partnership yet uh you know everybody's doing their own thing plus the market in africa is very fragmented mm. you know it's a very fragmented market so If you look at the market, East Africa don't necessarily communicate a lot with West Africa Mm. or Southern Africa. Everybody's trying to do their own thing. Then you have government regulation that can be a problem also. So you have a lot of different layers Mm. of of challenges. But I think it it, it will have to change. It's not that it will change, but it will have to change. A lot of companies, it's solving the last mile. It's capital intensive because it requires hardware. And software, not just software. So at some point, we have to understand that, you know, coming together is key. And teleco, teleco can play a huge role into that space. Mm. I think telecom company should open investment fund to solve that problem because it can benefit them in the long run. And not just teleco, but also big ISP. But telecos are the biggest player right now in Africa. So I think they need to be more engaged instead of just focusing to the same market segment. Uh, you know and that's
0: that's the problem also andy your your thoughts on 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 that particular one in terms of figuring out how best to solve this and why we seem to be why why we don't seem to be collaborating enough to solve the question of getting internet access our uh, at least affordable internet access to the to the people at the very end of the mile
1: yeah indeed and it's i mean it's a really good question because you have um, you know all these telcos. You know the big telcos, the MTNs, the Airtels. We have Safaricom in Kenya, Vodafone and so on. And the, um, you know, these these companies are all chasing the same customers. Um, so you have 80% of people without internet access, but you have the the big telcos chasing the same 20% customers. Uh, so why are they not going after the the other customers? And that you know that technology it doesn't really allow them to efficiently deliver to those places. Um, if you if you look at the, the problem of solving internet access you know the, the henry's completely right there's no um, single technology or approach going to solve this because you've got such a diverse environment you know so, so serving internet to a remote village is a very different challenge from serving internet to a uh, super dense very low income area in a in a capital city um, and one technology will solve it for the rural communities one technology will solve it for the uh, for the urban areas, uh, and what we have to work out is how do we put all of those things together. And um, to be frankly, the telcos or the ISPs, you know, businesses like mine need to focus on these the on the customers that are being underserved, but they historically have been less profitable customers. And so, you know, when you're first building a telco network, you want to go after the rich pickings first, uh, and then you forget about the other guys. Uh, we have. You know, People like ourselves and Henry need to focus on the the little guys, and then um, you know leave the big guys to focus on the on the high end customers.
0: And I'm guessing that um, an angel has touched your heart, for which reason um, you are building a, a solution in in that sort of form, um, and 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 basically trying to address that issue. Can you tell us about um, that solution that um, your company is basically putting together?
1: Yeah, sure. So we we operate a um, a home internet service. So it's very similar to what you, from the customer's perspective, it feels very similar to what they would uh, get if they had a fibre running to their home. Uh, but we use a whole range of other technologies. We use various laser technologies, we use wifi. Uh, we hold a, use a whole mishmash of technologies for the, purpose, the point I was raising, which is no one technology solves the problem. Mm. Um, and what we deliver is a um, an unlimited data home internet service. Uh, in Kenya, we charge 1,500 shillings, which is about 15 US dollars, which I think is about uh, 85 CD. Um And you know, that's a no caps, use as much data as you want, uh, high speed broadband connection, which people can stream video, or watch Netflix, you know, that download on, uh, play music. Um, and and we we focus specifically on deploying that into low income communities and increasingly into rural. Communities, so we don't go after the high-end customer. We have developed a solution that is focused on the mass market, on for the guy, the, the average guy in the street, um, and we, we go after them with that proposition. What we also offer, because we build all this infrastructure, then which allows us to deliver that service, and you know that facilitates our customers consuming huge amounts of data. You know, our average customer consumes 200 GB of data a month. Um, because we've built that infrastructure, we also deploy Wi-Fi hotspots. So we've got about 10,000 Wi-Fi hotspots in, in Nairobi, the, the capital of Kenya. Um, and we give customers, all of our broadband customers get free unlimited free access to that. And even guys who aren't our customers, we give 100 megabytes of free data on the hotspots every day. Um, and that allows us to wow. um, start getting customers online for the first time and over time they get hooked and they use more and more data and they realize the richness of the internet and once you take away that that barrier of using uh you know how many megabytes am i consuming people really start to engage with the internet and and eventually they they migrate up and buy our our home broadband service that's
0: that's that's incredible though that's incredible harry what about you? What have you been up to in terms of your collaborations and some of the solutions that you've thought about to bring internet to the folks at the end of the mile?
2: Yeah, so for, for a we we have two key products. Uh, so we develop, as I said earlier, uh, uh, what we call a mini server platform where we can store a digital application on this mini server and use Wi-Fi to distribute it. And the user can access the Wi-Fi I mean, the mini server via our mobile app, a Wi-Fi mobile app we developed. That, um, and we spent a lot of time developing this app as limited text, visual. We use voice on the app so the, you know, the user can know uh, what the function of uh, the different buttons or icon that they want to use mean because we, we're dealing with digital literacy. And we build this mini server on a solar kiosk platform. So we wanted to also provide uh, phone charging services, which is a big problem in rural area and refugee camps. And we use what we call um, uh, agent network system, where we focus on women and people with disability that operate those kiosks to generate money. So it's not just providing connectivity, but also providing economic impact to those community, you know, uh, which is a big problem also, especially in refugee camps. so we looked at all this problem, and, and, and we developed technology around this. Uh, and we are a B2B2C company. Our Biggest clients are NGOs and telecom. So we, we don't we don't provide internet ourselves. We use telecom 3G mostly. Uh, we don't use 4G because 4G is in rural areas and, and, and refugee camps are not there yet, at least in the, in the countries we operate. So it's 3G, so it's a SIM card. So we put the SIM card, data SIM card in this mini router and we're able to communicate with this mini router. So our big, our big idea is to, is to build this decentralized edge network, we call it, where we can really use the storage within this edge uh, to really push any type of application like video game, educational content. We're working right now on the App Store, Uh, that will be built in. Another fact is uh, most people in rural areas, semi-urban area and uh, refugee camps uh, that have a smartphone, they don't download apps because of course data cost is is very high, but they have limited space on their smartphone. Uh, So by by providing an app store that is locally closer to the user and using Wi-Fi for them to access it, eliminate or minimize this data cost, but also they can process most of those application from the server and not from their phone. So this is pretty much what our technology does.
0: That's that's a lot of um, innovation and um, change that the two of you especially are bringing to your various countries. And we have an example from Rwanda and from Kenya as well. Guys, I'm really, really grateful. Thank you so much um, for joining me for the conversation. But before we you guys go, any final words, especially looking ahead, um, You know, getting more and more people into the conversation about provision of Internet or affordable Internet to the folks at the end of the mile. Any final words? Firstly, I'll start with Andy.
1: Yeah, I think the one thing I'd add is that this isn't just about kind of connectivity. It's about there's a whole ecosystem of things that need to happen to to solve this problem. Uh, You know, we have to get an Internet connection to people, but they need they need a smartphone. They need uh, they need the internet literacy. They uh, particularly if you head into rural communities, they need the power. Particularly, it's difficult to charge phones. But also, if you have a, a Wi-Fi router in your house, it's you know it's very difficult to power that. Um, they, we need the content. We need ways for people to make money out of getting online so they can afford to pay for the services. So connectivity is part of this, but there's a, a far wider ecosystem that needs to be built up um, by by both by private sector but also by public sector and government. Uh, to solve this problem so I think it's a it's a a multi-dimensional problem and it's going to take some time to solve it Um, but big steps are being made and there seems to be an increasing understanding by by government by NGOs by commercial entities why this is a really important problem to solve Um, and I can see us making some really big steps over the next few years
0: brilliant stuff thank you so much andy house who is a ceo of um poor internet or p o a internet um all the way in kenya henry final words
2: yeah i mean the final word uh the words is uh partnership 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 i'm a big fan of uh partnership i, I believe that especially for company of our size who you know we, we it's it's hard to raise capital for a hardware company. The only way for us to expand and grow and 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 bring you know our solution to the masses is through partnership. And I, I really would like to invite all those big organizations, especially telecom, to really come into this conversation. Not just to 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 talk about this problem, but really you know engage into this last mile connectivity. Without them and other players. It's going to be very difficult, if not impossible, to solve that problem. And I really hope, uh, you know, with, with Africa 50 getting involved, things will move a little bit faster.
0: Yes. And in talking about things moving a little bit faster, the two of you um, apparently award winners as well. Um, congratulations to uh, you guys. Um, how how did that go?
1: It was it was great. Uh, they, Africa 50 is uh, a very large um part of the African Development Bank and they, they they've been running this innovation challenge competition for the last sort of 12 months trying to find interesting solutions for uh for, for getting people online and solving this connectivity problem um and so both Henry's business and my business uh won won prizes today and you know it's it's great to have that sort of um stamp of approval I guess and sort of verification of what of what we're doing so it was it was very exciting and uh, it was all part of the, the the sort of African Tech Conference, so it's been a it's been a, a hectic day for both of us. I think, <laughs>
0: Harry, has it been that hectic? I mean, winning awards—it's kind of fun, isn't it?
2: No, it is. It is. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it validates uh, what you're doing. It boosts your 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 momentum, and and it gives you even more confidence to continue to fight. But 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 this is a, this is a long-term fight, and and I'm sure Andy can say the same. Uh, I don't know how long Andy's been trying to solve this problem, but this is a this is a this is a fight you have to be passionate about. Mm. This is not just a fight you're chasing money for. You know, um, at least I can only speak for myself, but I'm sure Andy will say the same. You know, it it, it it's it's a, it's a uphill battle that you know we 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 to be recognized and to get support behind uh, help you you know continue to fight, and that's really what I think Africa 50 in that aspect uh, part of the you know uh, their help will be uh, useful
0: well at least i know if i come to either kenya or rwanda i'll have um, a good holiday um, with two award winners <laughs> i can't complain <laughs> gentlemen thank you so much for making time to join me on the show thank you so much for the insights as well and uh, a big congratulations to you guys on the work that you're doing on the continent uh, we can't wait to have some of you collaborating with partners here in ghana as well to expand andy and henry Thank you so much, and all the very best to you guys.
2: Thank Thank you, Philip. All right, take
3: care. In unknown territories, we are asking new questions, like how can we keep ourselves, employees, and our customers safe and keep our businesses going? And how can we make sure we get them paid with minimal physical contact? But no matter how tough the times, remember, help says we can. That's why we can help you pay salaries and even your vendors here in Ghana or pay Forex abroad with our online banking enterprise. And together, we can keep ourselves, our businesses and the economy going. Visit firstnationalbank.com.gh and use our online banking enterprise for all payments. First National Bank. How can we help you?
1: City (laughs) 97.3 Accra
0: From two great companies um, in Kenya and Rwanda, we come to one great company in Ghana, Apps and Mobile Solutions, and CEO of the company is sitting right here in front of me, um, taking selfies, which we will probably um, get into in a bit, but Richard, uh, Richard, sorry, Richard, Mansa is the CEO of Apps and Mobile, joins me at the studio. Um, great company if you don't know all about it well that's why richard is here richard is going to tell us all about Absa mobile and what they have been up to richard thank you so much for joining us on the show thank you for me. well it's it's always a pleasure to have ceo friends join me on the show <laughs> uh, so richard uh firstly for people who have no idea what Absa mobile is about um what is absent Mobile?
3: well uh absent mobile is one of the leading fintechs in ghana a mm. uh, financial technology company we metamorphosed from purely software company to a payment solutions provider. That's one I remember. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. D 2 R 2019. <laughs> exactly. Yes. All your e-ticketing
3: solutions. Everything provided was provided by. by mobile.
0: Yes, yes, yes indeed. Yes, yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And and what what sort of journey has it been?
3: Well, uh, it's it's been tough. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's been tough. Uh, starting from zero in Ghana is no joke there was no capital injection from anywhere we started basically from zero and grew the company through internally generated funds so yeah. organically mm-hmm. yes so pumping back your little profit mm-hmm. was there yes. anything you call profit even in the beginning <laughs> and GR will come and say hey you didn't with the whole tax so yeah yeah there's a penalty and interest on what you didn't withhold and all of that exactly. so it's, it's been a tough journey mm-hmm. you'd get the young university graduates with computer science degree train them, they get to know the job, and then more produce? experienced companies poach them. Mm. You start from zero, go mm. and get new ones and train them. So that's been the journey, but it's been fulfilling. Mm. Uh, it's been very insightful, but it takes a lot of perseverance to get to where we are now. I always tell people that without a wilderness experience, there's no Kenan for you. Mm. So that that part where you that's need to powerful. kill yourself and go to the wilderness, if you don't want to go through that wilderness, there's no Kenan.
0: I, I like that. That's a very, very powerful. Without that wilderness experience, there's no cadence for you. And I'm guessing it's not been all challenges or through. It's 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 looked up at a point. It's, you've had some successes that you can definitely stand on top of the mountain and be absolutely proud of.
3: Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, the companies go through phases. Hmm. But uh, generally, you start from a very low point, trying to build your customer base trying to build your capabilities, trying to build your team, put in place processes. Uh, it, it mu- you must get to a point where the company can thrive without you being there. If the company cannot do, th- if things can't flow or go on without your presence, then it means there's something really wrong. Yeah. So yes, uh, we've been through those low moments and uh, we look back at certain things that we did. And we said, well, God has been with us. We've done great uh we've always thought out of the box so the solutions that we develop we look at the market uh, what what would make the market tick what is it out there that we want to add that will make a difference so we have always look at at it from that point of view Mm. so whatever we do we did or we've done so far hasn't been just copying what others are doing just looking at what can we do to make a difference
0: Mm. Mm. and i'm guessing collaborations have been a big part of this yeah
3: within In our space, collaborations are a bit tricky because Mm. uh, people are trying to protect their territory. So if you collaborate too much, then someone is going to take your pie. Mm. So not so much uh, collaboration. But in order to build uh, a visible brand, you also need to be able to let go of certain revenues and say, let me do this for free, let me do this in return for yeah. Uh, time on your radio like we did for d2r mm-hmm. we got airtime here in february we spoke about apps and mobile and then a lot of people heard about us they didn't know that we we're behind the d2r r ticketing mm-hmm. uh, thing that we did so yes collaborations have also helped uh, but not at the, on the skill that we would have expected right but still we made a, a bit of it uh, for
0: someone it. who wants to understand what you guys do can you walk us through some of the products that you have that people can Readily, either benefit from or see that they are used to that they don't even know, yes, it's from Apps and Mobile.
3: So, if you've ever voted in any of these pr- programs, let's say 40 under 40, if you ever voted for anyone on 40 under 40, uh, Voice Factory, uh, Keyboard Idol, mm. if you've ever voted, you're using the Apps and Mobile platform. Wow, yes, uh, if you ever purchase fuel at any girl station, uh, you've used an Apps and Mobile platform. If you've made payments at any ash foam shop whatever you use an apps and mobile platform if, if you are betting on my bet or premier bet or whatever one Bet, you are probably using an apps and mobile payment gateway mm-hmm. so these are some of our clients if you if you take uh, a facility from delex and you're paying back using mobile money you're probably using an apps and mobile platform mm-hmm. so we, we, because we are pure b2b most people having heard of us because right. we we don't deal with the end users, mm. but but I think it's it's something that we are looking at because you will use a one wallet to do a payment, but you don't know that it's apps mobile. Mm. and mobile, mm. and are, we are we are we are getting to a point where I think we want to engage more with the with the end users so they begin to see the vis- brand more visibly than than is being done now. We, we
0: hear you are doing a lot with um, with regards to IBM Cloud as well. Is is that the case, and what is um, how, how are they enabling you to function more efficiently?
3: Okay, so yes, IBM is our cloud infrastructure provider. And uh, When we started in 2015, it was, uh, I wouldn't say at the height of, but probably Doomsaw was really, really bad at that time. And uh, looking at the cost of installing physical service in our office, uh, internet that is unreliable, power is unreliable. We looked at all of that and thought, wow, uh, what do we do if we want to really host our solutions and we move to cloud? And uh, we considered other cloud service providers, but we settled on IBM, and um, we haven't regretted that decision. For a small company that is starting and going for a big boy like IBM, that would send the shivers down your spine. It's like, hey, these guys are very expensive. Yeah, Money. But but IBM, we didn't know until so we started using them. We didn't know that they they are that affordable. Uh, small companies can use them they have packages that shoot every every pocket in terms of businesses mm. and uh we have, we settled on uh bare metal so the bare metal is a, a physical service in the cloud okay. so it's not like the shared one mm. so we so it's a dedicated server fiscal server but it's not hosted in Ghana it's hosted in the cloud right. and uh, we are able to manage and control everything from here
0: that's incredible stuff I'm guessing that expansion is something that is on your mind Clearly, I mean, you're a business. What's, what does the future look like, you know, for apps and mobile?
3: Oh, the future is bright, mm. very bright, and uh, we, we definitely are looking at expansion. Um, for now, we talk about electronic payments, uh, most centered around Accra. Yes. But what about all the regional capitals, mm. or all the districts out there? Uh, people should be able to use payment solutions no matter where they are. And, of course, with mobile money, it's it's made, it's made payment so ubiquitous uh, very simple yeah. you just dial a short code and you yeah, move cool. money to somewhere so we, we we want to actually be found in every corner of Ghana before we look at the regional uh, opportunities there are, there are huge opportunities within the West African sub-region and within Africa yeah. and even in the face of AFTA, the African free trade continent yeah. uh, the doors the, the, the are opportunities are enormous opportunities yeah. are enormous here. Yeah.
0: And I, I know you guys will definitely break through that that barrier as well. But like you said, first thing, let's get Africa or Ghana, Ghana covered properly, yes, properly and yes. then we can conquer the rest of Africa sure. as as we move on. Any final words for our listeners before you take leave of us?
3: Um, so my final words is that Absa Mobile is a leading uh, service provider. We were awarded by MTN last year their 10th uh, mobile money uh, anniversary. Mm-hmm. As a most imagine, imagine an innovative fintech. Hmm. So that's the recognition from the market leader when it comes to uh, mobile money. Hmm. And so people should open up. And once you see a one wallet somewhere, it's apps mobile. <laughs> and we are here to
0: stay. That's all.
3: And uh, we'll be knocking on your doors once for more business. See, once you see the wallet there, one you know wallet. is apps and you know mobile. You know yes. It's
0: apps and mobile. Richard. Yes. Thank you so much for making time to join us. And a big congratulations as well you guys have come a long way and like you you said it's not been an easy road but it's been a worthwhile you know experience and journey and um, we are with you every single step of the way congratulations once again thank you thank Thank you you so much we're going to jump straight into our segments and um first up is the app segments interesting apps and mobile and we get straight into the app segments of the show Jeffrey is here with the app segment of the show and we don't have a lot of time but we're going to bring you as much as we can before we wrap up at eight PM. Jeffrey, over to you.
4: Okay, so um the app tonight is called Grasshopper. I know. Hop, 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 okay, Grasshopper so basically for anyone who wants to it's basically for anyone who wants to learn how to code with JavaScript. So hmm. um you have Five-minute um, tutorials, basically. So, about five minutes a day to learn how to
5: code with
0: JavaScript. So, five minutes a day okay. to learn how to code with JavaScript. So, if you're out there you want to learn how to code with JavaScript, the app is called what? Grasshopper. Grasshopper. Yes. Grasshopper. G-R-A-S-S-H-O-P-P-E-R. Yes. So, if you want to learn how to code, code with, with JavaScript. JavaScript, this
4: is the app for you. Yes. So, yes how does it work um so basically you have visual puzzles then some tips on using javascript and then also games okay so basically these are the three basic things you'll be using to learn how to do it so as you're
0: playing as you're interacting
4: then you're you're learning how to use that's interesting and it's called grasshopper yes available where it's on android and ios brilliant yes brilliant thank god it's by google it's by google it's, yes. it's so when by you google. search for it mm-hmm. you should look for the name of the publisher is google llc right it's only 23 megabytes on android I, iOS, don't about on iOS. iOS. It's okay. On the lord will provide in eventually anyway <laughs> so grasshopper name. yes
0: if you want to learn how to code with javascript yes grasshopper is the app that you should get so please guys check it out but i haven't personally used it before but check it out if jeffrey is recommending it then trust me it's probably way up there and it's really really
4: good anyway
0: she's cold (laughs) well isn't she always
4: um (laughs) (laughs) okay so to get in touch with me on social media uh, my twitter handle is at oj s a r p o n g o j sapon if you want to get in touch with me on linkedin it's jeffrey oroku sapon not oroku o w u R-A-K-U-U-R-E-O-K-U. Thank you very much. W-U-U.
0: (laughs) Anyway, Ellen. Ellen is here joining us as well to bring us um, your tech. Your tech basically is the segment on the show where we try to figure out what some of your problems are and we try to bring you solutions to those problems. So, um, Ellen, what do you have for
4: us today? The cold one.
6: (laughs) Hi, by the way. So, AJ... (laughs) He just spoke to me, and it basically has to do with um, a phone or a kind of phone and then some apps that cannot, you know, be installed
4: onto the phone. So let's listen to him.
5: I bought this phone. Huawei Y6P. And I was struggling, like, installing apps on the phone. It's like, you can't use Google Play Store. So, like, it has restrictions to Google. So anything that is anything related to Google, you can't... Like saw in it. I bought it when the pre-order season was like in place and I think just last two weeks or so. I, I bought it from um, a Huawei shop at Medina. And I, sent them, I sent them a mail and I think four days ago, I spoke to them and they told me to go and download some app called PETA. Yes, and I did. However, when you are downloading on PETA, instead of downloading from like the way Play Store works, once you click on download, start downloading by naturally. This time around, it will send you to the internet and it will make the app like an APK. So you download it all right, install it, but because they have refused to access Google stuff, you can't really operate the app. For instance, I'm a blogger, so I like to have AdSense on my phone and then I'd like to have Google Ana- an- Analytics on the phone. I've downloaded them all right, but it can't be operated on the phone. Hmm.
0: Well, I mean it and is a Huawei mobile service so yes. you should know basically what you're signing up for
4: he p- and he probably did not
0: he know. probably did not yeah know. what's the solution for him then
5: <laughs> so that yes we have a s- <laughs> we
4: have a solution for him listen to that all right
7: AJ, Google does not support Huawei anymore because of the directive the US government has given them. So the latest Huawei phones that are coming out don't have Google services, they don't have App and Play Store and a whole host of other services that are provided by Google. So apart from Android, they don't get anything from Google. So the measures they've put in place, that is until their own operating system becomes available, is to provide you with the Huawei App Store. But apps like WhatsApp and a few others cannot be had on the Huawei App Store. So the alternative is Petal. Petal is a search engine that gives you direct access to APKs so that you can download the APKs without the support of Google. When you download an APK file for WhatsApp, for Instagram, for anything, you can install it directly without the help of Google services. Now, your other option is, if you don't mind losing your warranty, is you can flash it with a different Android ROM. A very good repository for Android ROMs is SynoGen. SynoGen has very, very good Android versions that are bloat-free, that are very, very stable, and they work very well and you get all the compliment of the Google services and all those things. You can have access to more information on this topic and uh, access to ROMs from xdadevelopers.com. I hope this helps you. All the best. Enjoy your phone. Bye-bye.
0: Well, AJ, I mean...
6: We hope this helps. That's
0: as good as it gets. It's not the best advice you can ever get, so (laughs) I do hope it solves your problem. Um, Sure. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to get in touch with Ellen...
6: The Twitter handle is at E A Dapa is D A P double A H. Please let's talk. Yes. And let's help each other
0: out. Let's talk so that we In can help each case. other out. Anyway, finally to trending and um Mr. Entry is here. Um there was an event today. Yeah, today wasn't. was a big day. Yes, today was a big the, day. The, the One, one last thing. thing. One last thing event <laughs> today. The main thing. <laughs> yeah. I was a bit disappointed, but you go ahead. Uh,
6: okay. So uh, I would say this this is the reinvention of the Mac. Right. And then there were three, let's say five new products. Right. So to start, there was the M1. That's a new ARM For processor. For me, that's the
0: only thing that they should have talked about. But regardless. <laughs> that's,
6: that's the only that's thing the I new, remember. The new processor, right. which is one of its kind. Yeah. Uh, 8 core gpu 8 core cpu leading industry performance and it goes on and on and then from the from the M1 there's a new mac os which is a big uh, uh, Quite a quiet performance, good battery life. It works with universal apps. That means you can have your app on your Mac and also on your phone. Use it universally, and <laughs> it's amazing. Mm. Uh, so to the product they launched today, there were three of them. Mm. So the first one was the MacBook Air, mm. which is which has five times faster graphics than a normal PC or Mac, which is even around now. That
0: is how they will sell it. Yes, <laughs>
6: and uh, three times fast. Three, it's three times faster than any PC in the class. and all of this is
0: because of the M1. Chip. Yes, that's, because of the that's, M1. I, I mean, that's the for me. That's the only. Th- that's why I'm saying that that is the only yeah. thing they probably should have announced today. Yeah. Because in all of these devices, whether it's a Mac Mini, the MacBook Air, or the MacBook Pro 13 inch, you know, whichever, yeah. it's very clear that the M1 mm-hmm. is the only differentiating factor. Makes it unique. It just makes it unique. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about how silent it yeah. works, in inst- like you know. um instant opening of apps and you know software and things like that it's just because of the m1, m1.
6: yeah so for the mac the macbook uh it comes with no fun mm. and it's amazing mm. so the cooling system everything is in there silent mm.
0: silent design without so, the fun so no fun
4: so what will
0: cool it it's a cooling system it is not a fan is
4: it a cooling
0: liquid no it's a cooling system but it is not a fan
4: yeah and for, think for those no, think
0: think about
6: <laughs> it for a second. It <laughs> <think> about
4: <laughs> it. Yeah.
6: Think about it. You know? <laughs>
0: think about it. Yeah.
6: So those interested in the price, it starts at ninety-nine. Mm-hmm. Nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars, mm-hmm. which in CDs will be Say mm. it properly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Take
6: your time. Take your time. Nine hundred point mm-hmm. nine nine? No. Nine hundred and ninety-nine US dollars. Yes. And yeah. in CDs will be
0: 5.9k CDs. I mean, yeah, if if you want to. Obviously, it won't cost yeah. that much. Uh, you won't cost that little. Yeah. It will probably have to be buying it for like 7,000 or 8,000 CDs uh, when 7, it people. eventually comes down. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for me, like I said, the yeah. most exciting thing about the Apple event yeah. today was the M1. M1. Yeah. How Apple is moving away and starting its own chip, yeah. sort of. And that makes it easier for them, for example, in terms of integration mm-hmm. between operating systems whether it is ios incorporating with mac os incorporating ipad iPad os whichever one it is they are able to now control for example when they release products and don't have to wait for intel or don't have to wait for anybody else and i mean the fact that they are also because one of the things that they talked about was how people who use the intel platform Mm -hmm. can basically have a unified sort of um, place where they can basically yeah. run all of their and i i think those are the things that will be the biggest sellers. but the biggest talking point is the m1, m1. is the yeah. new chip made solely by, by apple, apple for, for their apple. products you know so it's a new chip made by apple for apple and yeah. and for me i think that's the biggest thing but anyway um if you want to get in touch with mr entry so you can
6: well, reach me on twitter OY Entry
0: on twitter yes indeed you can and that will be where we draw the curtains down on today's show i hope you have learned a thing or two or benefited um, from the knowledge and insights shared by my guest on the show the show will be available as a podcast first thing tomorrow so please look out for that and um yeah till next week um stay techy